Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're listening to Mind Medicine. Mind Medicine. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Welcome to the Mind Medicine program. I'm your host, Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur. And in my traditional red jacket, now that you can not only listen to TNT Radio, but watch me, red is the colour of passion, and that is my brand. And when you think of me, think of red. And when you want to be passionate, have a look at the TNT logo, red and black as well. So that's why I'm wearing red and black in my own outfit. So it's great to be with you. I've been Australasia's passion provocateur for 31 years when I left my successful legal career after a 20-year career, and I've been an educational speaker about passion for that time. And my guest today, who I will introduce in a little bit, is Lynn McLean, the founder and managing director of EMR Australia. We're going to be talking this hour about electromagnetic radiation, electromagnetic frequencies. I'm based here in Melbourne. Lynn McLean is in Sydney and it's 7 p.m. Sunday night in Gold, in the Gold Coast in Queensland, the home of TNT at 6 p.m. It's 9 a.m. in Budapest in Hungary and it's midnight in LA. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening live or on recording, welcome. It's great to have you to this show. And this show is all about how and why your mind matters, different ways that it matters, how to keep it in great shape, ideas for you to provoke new ways about thinking about your life and life generally. We discuss insights into mental health issues and health issues of all descriptions, and to that end, we're delighted that this show is brought to you in association with Mind Medicine Australia, a wonderful Australian organisation that was founded five years ago seeking to legalise psychedelic drugs, and in particular, psilocybin and MDMA. And after four and a half years of work, the TGA has finally approved those two psychedelic drugs when prescribed by psychiatrists. And these psychedelic drugs are having amazing results for people who have suffered mental health issues for decades. They've been on pharmaceutical drugs that haven't taken them anywhere, get onto these psychedelic drugs and amazing results happen very quickly. I'm I'm involved in the hemp industry. I'm president of the Australian Industrial Hemp Alliance, and we also support medicinal cannabis. And one of, I want to, one of the issues I'm working on is to liberalise the use of medicinal cannabis and cannabis in all of its forms, because cannabis is a natural plant. It does amazing things to our bodies, and inside your body, you have an endocannabinoid system that needs cannabis. So there's going to be a whole new world opening up about psychedelics, and I'm all in favour of that. My definition of health, you know, I, I talk about it often, and my definition comes from the Hungarian word for health, which means wholeness. Health is being whole. So my, my definition of health is health is the unique, optimal balance for you of mental, physical, and spiritual elements. If any of those three are way out of whack, 
you wouldn't consider yourself healthy. So we explore the mental, the physical, the spiritual. And today with electromagnetic radiation, that's a good question whether we're going to be exploring, whether that's spiritual or the energetics, or in fact, as Albert Einstein said, everything is energy anyway. I talk about passion in this program because the more passionate you are, and Lynn McLean is certainly passionate, and I don't have on this program any guest who's not passionate about what they do, but the more passionate you are, the less mental health problems you will have. So this show is designed in this one hour to inspire you to look after your health and to pursue your passion. And if you don't know what your passion is, to learn ways to discover that passion so that you do pursue it. I've written two books, Passionate People Produce and Passionate Performers that are readily available. It is an amazing resource that each one of us has. Now, a couple of matters I want to bring to your attention before I introduce, give you a bit of background about Lynn McLean, you know, as to what's going on on the planet. It's the third anniversary. I'm sure you're sick to death of hearing of the third anniversary of the Russian-Ukraine situation. But I have a program on YouTube and Rumble called The Charles Coves Show. And it's remarkable to me how people take sides in complex situations. You know, they go, Russia bad, Ukraine good, Palestine good, Israel bad. It's, re it's remarkable, these complex geopolitical issues. And, you know, one of, the, one of the issues, one of the strategies to learn in life is to be able to cope with uncertainty. There are very few black and white answers. In Australia, we're having government attack small business in a big, big way. The latest iteration of this attack is what's called the work from home legislation. And the whole COVID lockdown situation impacted on small business far more than on big business, far more than on public servants and bureaucrats. And again, it's happening. The trade union movement in this country is out to destroy small business so that this coalition between trade unions and labor and big business control the economy. I'm implacably opposed to that. I'm all about entrepreneurism. I'm all about individual imagination. I'm not in favor of government and big business control. That's called fascism. The other issue that I'm up in arms about is politicians behaving badly. And I, each time, if I remember to do, I talk about my program to track dictator Dan. I call this the track Dick Dan process, the former premier of Victoria. But here's just a metaphor for all the other political leaders who have behaved badly in office. And any of you who are up in arms about their behaviour, please take a note. We have to hold these people to account. We don't want them to leave politics and then on the taxpayer purse get a retirement, get ridiculously large retirement benefits for the rest of their lives, having destroyed the government and as they have destroyed Victoria massively, they should not be rewarded for the harm that they've done. So I urge all of us as taxpayers to not just accept that these politicians did the best and then they left. No, many of these politicians, including Daniel Andrews, have behaved corruptly, evilly, unethically, immorally, and in many cases, criminally. And I call on Daniel Andrews. I say he's acted criminally because he perjured himself in the inquiry. The beauty of holding these people to account after they've left office is if we get them convicted of the crimes they've committed in office, they lose 
their retirement benefits. Another piece of good news is I interviewed a lawyer during the week in America. There are over 20,000 cases in the courts of people fighting for their freedoms, fighting for the abuse of their rights during the COVID lockdowns, and many of these cases are winning. That's the good news. You don't hear about it because the mainstream media doesn't report on it, but TNT Radio does. There's lots of good news coming out of the courts. And lastly, if you are impressed by work that is done by Lynn McLean, you'll find out about that, about electromagnetic radiation. If you are impressed by any freedom warrior, but you don't want to be on the streets, please support these organisations that impress you financially. Your, if you're a homeowner in Australia, for example, your wealth has gone up enormously. Or people who are fighting for your rights and your freedoms deserve your support. This radio station deserves your support because TNT Radio is fighting for freedom, fighting for you to live life on your terms. All right, last couple of points. The science, remember, is never settled, and Lynn McLean's going to tell us whether the science is settled. My brother, for example, is an electronic engineer. He has no fears about electronic electromagnetic radiation. I have huge fears about it. Is the science settled? We'll find out. Do not comply. Use your free will. You are a man. You are a woman. You do not have to comply. And Mahatma Gandhi said that you must not comply with an immoral law. Spread the TNT news. I urge you, whilst we're fighting these fights for our rights, for freedoms, for our sovereignty, choose to be happy. You can be happy in the midst of these fights. I'm fighting. I'm fighting for freedom. I'm happy while I'm having that fight. You can be too. Don't suspend your happiness awaiting the success of these fights that we're in. My contact by email is charles at covest.com. If you have any questions, you can go to the chat, put them in. If you've got questions of Lynn or me, please, please, I uh, would love to deal with them. And as I said, my Charles Covest show is up to episode 188. So you can find that on YouTube on Rumble. Now, Lynn McLean, the founder, managing director of EMR Australia. She's an electromagnetic field consultant and trainer. She's an experienced teacher and trainer, a published author, and she has 28 years of experience helping people reduce exposure to EMFs, electromagnetic fields. In that time, Lynn has reported the important international scientific research and political development. She's written four books on electromagnetic radiation. She's the co-author of a peer-reviewed study, Measurement and, and Analysis of Power, Frequency, Magnetic Fields in Residences. And she's written and published a regular newsletter since 1996. She's been involved in the major developments in Australia over the past two decades. She's been the Executive Officer of the EMR Association and Secretary of its forerunner, the EMR Alliance. She was the Deputy Chair of the ACIF Committee that developed the Code for the Deployment of Radio Communications Infrastructure. She's a member of the Department of Health's EME Reference Group. She's a, she's a member of the Local Government Committee that developed the model telecommunications and radio communications, DCP, and other 
wonderful work con contribution that she's made to this debate and through her business, EMR Australia, Lynn McLean provides products and services that you need to make your home EMF safe, including personalised online coaching to help you develop an action plan to reduce your personal and household exposure. I'm very interested in that. I want to reduce my exposure to EMFs. She has. She can help you find meters for measuring exposure to electromagnetic fields, and she has tested products that can be demonstrated to reduce exposure. And her company supports a number of charities. We might get a chance to talk about that. Lynn McLean, welcome to the show, and and great to have you. And tell us about your amazing EMR journey. You know, big big picture, how you got into this, because the work you're doing, I consider to be of enormous importance. Thanks so much, Charles. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me here. I really appreciate being here and talking to everyone. How I got started, it's it's hard to know where things began because as I looked back, I could see that there are elements of what I do now that go back to my childhood. But where I really got involved was in 1996 because I had just started uh, working with the EMR Alliance of Australia, which was a, a community organisation that was really run through a local environment centre. And I didn't know very much about this issue, but there was a conference in Munich and it was called something like the biological effects of asermal levels of electromagnetic fields, which sounds, um, you know, it mightn't sound very exciting, but I thought that was hugely exciting. And I thought this would be wonderful. And it was in Munich and I was so excited about the opportunity of, of being able to go to Munich because I, when I was at uni, I'd worked in Munich Sorry, I'd worked south of Munich for a little while. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. I love this area. I love German. I love Germany. I could speak a little bit of German. So I thought, oh, this is just, this is just meant to be. And through various things that happened, I got funding to go to that conference. And that was really where I think I, I got plunged into this issue because there were speakers over a few days. Some of the top names from around the world had come to this conference. It was a World Health Organization conference. And it was so wonderful to hear the speakers and to meet the speakers and to, um, you know, to really find out what was going on. And while I was at that meeting, I was, I was frantically writing notes. And then I came home and, and uh, published one of my newsletters, which was really about the science that we heard at that meeting and was able to share that with our, our readers. So it was you know, a very primitive newsletter back then. But um, I think that that was the start for me. But there have been so many episodes over life where I feel like I was just giving a bit of a shower, a bit of a push and ended up doing this. It's never something that I chose and thought, oh, gee, that'd be a great thing to do. It's a it's something that I feel like I got channeled into. And I have to say, looking back, um, I wouldn't want to go through all of that again, but I'm glad to be where I am now because this is, to me, this is hugely important. To me, this is one of the most important issues on the planet. So I like you, I'm passionate, even if I'm not wearing red. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you're wearing green because with my background and my red and your green, that's the that's the colours of the Hungarian national flag, red, oh, white and green. See? So I love the look on the on the screen that you can all see, dear viewers, if you if you're watching on on the screen. So red, white and green. Um, and we 
We did not work this out in advance. <laughs> no, we, we did not. And the Italian colours, I'm also, I love Italy, uh, is green, white and red, same three colours, yes. but vertically different. So, right. um, Lynn, just, you know, we're going to go to a break in about three, two or three minutes, and I really want you to hit me between, hit, hit our listeners between the eyes, between the dangers of electromagnetic radiation, because from what I've learned, it is serious danger. Am I on the right track? Look, I absolutely think so. And I know that a lot of scientists and doctors around the world think so too. There are now thousands of peer-reviewed scientific studies out there in the, in the field that are demonstrating harmful effects of this radiation. And we're talking about physical effects. So if we look at some of the serious diseases like brain tumours, childhood leukaemia, adult leukaemia and cancers. We're talking about sperm damage and testicular damage that, of course, is related to infertility, which we know is on the rise. We're, we're talking about a lot of uncomfortable symptoms, so things like memory and concentration problems, um, pain, nausea, irritability, depression. Um, there's a whole host of them that I probably don't have time to go into now. But uh, there are emotional problems too, things like depression, irritability, uh, strongly associated with exposure, mental health problems, behaviour problems. So what the studies have found is uh, an increase in behaviour problems that are similar to ADHD sorts of behaviours, not just in children but in animals too. So it's obviously not psychosomatic. Oh, wow, yes, I had been yeah. thinking about that. Yes, animal behaviour as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then we're seeing a whole lot of problems from the use of wireless devices too. So things like relationship problems, kids are now not, not learning to um, to read people's expressions so much because they're so used to being to sitting in front of a screen. Um, we're seeing, uh, you know, decline in interpersonal skills. We're seeing um, problems what, with. What about empathy? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Was... Look, we're gonna we're gonna have to go to a break. That is a wonderful, scary rundown, everybody. This is real stuff, and there are practical steps that you can do to minimize the impact of the EMA. It's like alcohol. You know, I love alcohol, but too much alcohol is bad for you. I love coffee. Too much coffee is bad for you. Um, and my my friend, John, Dr. John Tickell, he said there's only four things you can't have too much of. In his famous book, John Tickell, T-I-C-K-E-L-L, we've been on the speaking circuit together over the years. He says, everything in moderation except sex laughter, fish, and vegetables. So there you are, everybody. Think about that as we go to the break. I'm Charles Coves. This is the Mind Medicine Program, and we'll be back after these messages. TNT's Mark Morano. Breaking news. Climate punks trash the U.S. Constitution at the National Archive Rotunda in Washington, D.C. We are determined to foment a rebellion. We will not be held to laws in which we have no voice or representation. The entire U.S. archive was evacuated because of this stunt. And did you notice our men in blue and women in blue stood around and enabled these protesters to not only deface the case of the of the, the U.S. Constitution was held, 
but also to quiet the crowd, it seemed like, and just allow them to speak. It's almost as if, hey, they have the floor, everyone. Let's be quiet. We have some uh, we have some uh, vandals here that want to speak. Let's give them our due respect that they've deserved, that they've earned. Mark Morano on today's News Talk TNT. CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm with Lynn McLean, the founder and managing director of EMR Australia. Its website is EMR, which stands for Electromagnetic Radiation, emraustralia.com. Now, Lynn, in your work now, so you've been involved for 28 years with this, you told us, give us, let's let's deal with, you've said it's a huge range of problems, we can unpack that, but let's just accept that there are problems. What can people do with, about it? Tell us about what they can do in their homes and give us some example of products that they're available, hopefully from your website. Make it easy on people to solve this problem. Okay. Well, there are lots of things that people can do about it. The uh, there, there is shielding, for example. There are shielded products. We have shielded mobile phone cases, air tube headsets. We have shielding curtain fabric. You might actually be able to see it behind me on the big rolls. We can see that, um, yep. Shielding paint for blocking radiation and so forth. Uh, we have shielded T-shirts that people can wear if they're sitting in front of a wireless computer, for example. So lots of products. But... I always caution people and say, don't go out there and just buy random products because you might not be using them wisely. And even though I sell products, I sometimes tell people, well, don't buy my products because if you put shielding in the wrong places, for example, you can actually make your exposure worse. And sometimes people want to buy something and, um, you know, put on their wall and say, all right, well, now I don't have to worry about my meter box. And that would be great if it happened to be the right product. But, you know, people are putting all sorts of products up there or in their homes that aren't necessarily right. So it goes back to, in my opinion, education. And so what I'm very keen about is actually trying to help people to understand this issue and understand what's going on in their homes. Because if you understand it, then you can make informed and sensible decisions. And I get people ringing up sometimes and saying, oh, you know, I need help with such and such. And I will say, oh, okay, well, this would perhaps be suitable for that situation. And then they say, oh, I can't afford it because I've just spent all of this money on this product, which actually doesn't work but you know so it's it's depleted their resources and they've got no benefit so if you're going to buy anything whether it's from me or someone else you want to make sure it's the right product you actually need it and it's going to work so for me and i'm a bit biased about this it's it's education and that's what i like to think that people can get from my company so we have um we have courses we've got probably hundreds of pages on my website of information i have newsletters we we send out uh, post blogs and email blogs out to people basically once a week saying this is the latest study this is what it's found because if you 
if you understand a little bit about this, as I said, you can make right decisions. So I liken it a little bit to, to cooking. You, um, you want to make a nutritious meal for your family. You don't just go out and buy a random product and, and put it in a saucepan and, you know, hey, presto, you've got a nutritious meal. You have to actually learn a little tiny bit about what's good, what's not, what's appropriate, what your family might have allergies to in order to be able to, to have a good outcome. So it's the same with buying products for electromagnetic fields. Understand a little bit, and then you've got that knowledge for life. And what we do know about this is that we're going to be exposed to more of it. It's not going away in a hurry. So if you if you learn a little bit now, that's going to stand you in good stead for the rest of your life. And you know, I have people saying to me sometimes, oh, "I don't want to know. I don't want to know all this stuff. Just tell me what to do." And that's great if you're talking to someone who's ethical, but if you're talking to somebody who's not ethical, they can say, oh, you know, <laughs> good, here's somebody that I can exploit and sell lots of product to, even though it mightn't be the right thing for them. Well, Lynn, that, that whole question of learning, so I've been an educator like you. You came from a teaching background. Mm. Now, I came from a legal background mm. and I left my le successful legal career in 1993, three years before you got involved in EMRs mm. and and this question of oh look just give me the answer that's also the reason why doctors and pharmaceutical companies get away with what they're doing just give me the answer and and you can we cannot rely on people being ethical now now there is a way around this and it just occurs to me that because I moderate four global meetings a week plus this radio program plus my Charles Covey show that people can set up learning cooperatives. You know, the 10 families could get together. One of the people in the family learns what you've got to teach because they're interested in that. They've got a scientific mind. You know, what, what are some clever solutions that you've seen? Because there's the other issue with, you, you didn't quite mention brain fog having an, of EMRs having an impact, but a lot of people are struggling and they don't know why and they're not making the link to EMR. And that's what I want this show so for people to understand. If you're not feeling high on energy, you must look at EMR. Is, is that a just a quick Is that a fair comment? If you're not feeling great, EMRs are an important thing to look at. I think that's absolutely sensible because what we do know is that it's having a stress um, effect on the body. So the, the body responds with stress responses, cells, for example, have a, a stress response. So we know that it's having harmful biological effects on the body. And I don't think probably anybody would argue with that. The, the thing that people argue about well, is how severe are those effects. And I know in my network, and I've been doing this for 28 years, that there are a lot of people who are so badly affected by this exposure that they can't function in a normal society. They, they can't go on buses. They can't go on trains. They can't go into a, a shopping center where there's Wi-Fi. They can't go into a meeting or a church where people have got their mobile phones turned on. So, you, you know, think about the ramifications of this for people who are so allergic to this, this radiation. So I believe that it absolutely 
is a problem and it can be a severe problem for a lot of people. So it makes sense, you know, why not try it? Why not reduce your exposure and see, do you feel better? And lots of people tell me that they do. And I could I can tell you stories too about I know I want to hear I want to hear those stories. So you've yeah. articulated that. So the message is if you're not well, consider EMRs. And that's number one. Yeah. Then number two, in terms of learning you know, what an effective way. I haven't got the energy, I haven't got the time to learn about it. So I'm suggesting a cooperative learning group. Do you create groups where people can learn or join groups? Or what's your thinking around that? Because you are an educator. You know, we're really talking homeschooling here, aren't yeah. we? Charles, I'll do anything. <laughs> Very good. Do anything. So what I have at the moment, or well, a couple of things, uh, we, we have um, people can book a consultation because I've been testing people's homes for years and I go in and say, look, these are the issues, this is what you need to do. But a lot of people don't follow up on that. So I don't think it's a hugely successful approach. So what I'm encouraging people to do is to book in a consultation. We can do it by Zoom. If they don't want to do it by Zoom, we can do it by phone. But send me a little diagram of your home. Show me where you've got the various devices and we'll explain to people what we're actually looking for and then we can talk it through because so many people are hung up on a particular technology you know i'm only worried about my smart meter i'm only worried about the power line out there i'm only worried about this and i actually forget that there are all these other sources out there that they don't even know about or haven't even thought about and in 99 of cases this is in my experience the thing that they're worried about is not the problem the problem is something that they don't know about. So mm. by being able to have these sorts of conversations, we can go through and, and talk it through. And, and I also have a digital detox event that's coming up too, so that might be useful to people because one of the problems that I find now is that people might say, oh, I want to be healthy. A lot of people will say that, but then when it comes to the, the crisis point of making the decision, uh-oh, does that mean that I have to do something about, you know, my relationship with my technology? And that's where the shutters come down because... Wow, is that is that right? That they, they don't want to change their existing setup? Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. And when, once you start saying things about, you know, mobile phones and, and maybe, you know, think about this aspect of your mobile phone use, you can just see that the eyes glaze over and their their brain saying but i need my phone i need my phone i need my phone i'm not saying don't use your phone but let's look at our relationship with technology because what we have to decide is is the technology controlling us or are we controlling the technology and so tell us about tell us about this digital detox event when is that happening oh it's an online event so people can um, book in it's on our website and we'll have We'll do it by Zoom. We'll have 10 people in a session and so we can hopefully support each other. But then I can go through some of the issues that are around the, the use of, of technology and some suggest some exercises that people can do that might be helpful and then they can talk about in our next session, how did that go? How did you find it? What could we do to make it easier for people? So I'm not saying that that's going to solve everyone's problems but hopefully it will it will put people it's a sorry it's three sessions so it will put people on the path of being able to work through some of these ideas and hopefully 
um, hopefully introduce some ideas that might benefit them and benefit their families. Well, that, that's right. The starting the starting point then that can then drive actions but before actions come thoughts now that yeah. the website is emraustralia.com.au so you can find the digital de- detox event there i will certainly attend those and i will certainly happily promote those through here because i think this is such an important issue so now let's come back to stories i'm really interested in two or three stories of of what impact taking action has had on people's mental and physical health i think it's critical I remember uh, back in the, the 1990s, I was um, investigated. I, I worked for an environment group before I got into this, and I was investigating the proposal for a, a third nuclear reactor in Sydney. And I remember as I was reading that, hearing that people whose parents were active um, in the anti-nuclear movement in the 19, I think it was the 1960s, their, their kids tended to grow up and feel more empowered than, than parents who didn't do that because they could see that, that they have a role, I think, in changing society. And I think that's really important. I I don't look at society and say, oh, here we are. This is the way things are, dear. This is what we're stuck with forever. I look at society as as being on a continuum, a historical continuum, because I'm a bit of a a history (laughs) buff. So if you look back in history, you'll see that it was changing all the time and sometimes really quickly. And, and it is doing that now too. And so we can be part of, of that change. And that's incredibly empowering. And imagine if everybody here who's listening to tonight said, that's fantastic. I can be um, I can be somebody who's creating a positive change in this, this world. And t- collectively together, uh, we can do that. And, and we can do it by... For example, buying ethical products, if we're going to buy products that are irradiating us and continue to use them, then the manufacturers are going to continue to give them to us. If we start to say, I, I, I want a safer alternative, and we start to ask in, in shops, we ask um manufacturers for these, we're going to see that change too. And think about lactose-free milk. Uh, That wasn't available when I was a child. Gluten-free products, they weren't available when I was a child. There are lots of things that are on the market now simply because there's been consumer demand and we're the consumers who can demand these safer products. So so I I absolutely agree. One person can make a massive change. Um, One of the great stories that have inspired me for for many years has been the story of William Wilberforce. Oh, yes and his fight against slavery. Yeah. And he was one parliamentarian in the UK, very wealthy upper house member, I think he was in the House of Lords. Um, and when he started, only two, one other or two other people supported his anti-slavery movement. And then 30 years later, this commitment, this passion he had against slavery 30 years later was then passed into the abolition of slavery in the uk it killed him he lost all his money but his name forevermore is tied into the impact that one person 
that one person can have. So give us a success story of someone you know who was suffering personal health issues. So, and I, I love that. If we understand the products we want, then we can tell the manufacturers, no, we don't want that because they're not safe. Mm-hmm. Give us a story. I want you to inspire um, our viewers and listeners about, you know, someone who had bad health and took action on reducing EMRs and now is better. There are so many of them, and it's 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 hard to probably tell you all of them. But one is an example of a, a person who bought a bed canopy from us. So the bed canopies are made of the fabric you can see behind me, which is a cotton fabric that has a silver thread, and that the silver metal provides the shielding. So you put it over your bed, and basically it's it blocks the radiation from uh, coming at you while you sleep. And this person wrote back and said, "Look, I've put my canopy up." And I almost wept with gratitude because I had the I had the first good night's sleep that I, I've had for such a long time. And other people have said very much the same sort of things. We've had people, some of it's not even a question of buying products, it's a question of moving products. So we had a man who had a mobile phone in his pocket. It was his hip pocket. And he, he rang me up and said, oh, look, I um I had this hip pain and I couldn't find anything to make it go away. And then he realised he had his mobile phone in his hip pocket. So he pulled it out, put it somewhere else, the hip pain went away. Um, so there are lots of, of stories like that of people just feeling better because they get out of the exposure. There was one lady, and this was a very compelling story because she <laughs> rang me up and she said, I was so sick. I, were, I nearly lost my marriage. I nearly lost my job. I couldn't drive. I couldn't work. I couldn't function. I went to doctors. Doctors sent me to specialists. The specialists couldn't do anything. I went to an acupuncturist, and the acupuncturist took one look at me, and he said, what's that thing on your wrist? And she said, oh, well, it's a wireless fitness tracker. And he said, get that thing off your wrist now. So she took it off and she told him she wore it all the time. She wore it when she was sleeping. She wore it all day. The only time she took it off was when she was having a shower. And she'd been wearing that the whole period of time that she'd been chronically ill. And she took it off and guess what? She got better. All her problems, all her symptoms. Wow. One From one fitness, one Fitbit on her wrist. Yeah, well, I, I don't know what brand it was, but it was a fitness wow. tracker. And, they, you know, there are, there's um, a study that was done in Sweden, <laughs> a couple that was in an apartment with, a, with mobile phone t- antennas on top of them, and the antennas were 3G and 4G antennas. And then, sorry, this couple was in their 60s and they were in pretty good health. And then the carrier came along and put 5G antennas on, on the, the masts. And this couple developed so many symptoms i you know i could read you a whole string of them there are are heaps of them but they were both very unwell within days of that antenna going in so they they moved out they left their home and within days all these symptoms disappeared Mm. so you know we're talking about skin problems sleep problems tinnitus where you know a mental fog and confusion, 
lots of different things that, that this couple experienced. So, you know, again, it doesn't hurt very much to reduce your exposure. Give it a, a try. Turn your wireless modem off at the power point, not on the button on the, the modem, at the power point. Turn your mobile phone off. Check that it actually does stop emitting radiation when you think it does or put it in the laundry and see how do you feel try it for a couple of days try it over a weekend if you feel better then there's your answer and that's the point at which you can start to to make some decisions about how you want to go in the future but i feel from my experience in dealing with people over nearly three decades now that there's no doubt that reducing exposure makes a lot of people a lot better. Lynn, that is a powerful, powerful message. I'm so glad you're sharing it with us. We're, we've got more to talk about. And Lynn McLean is the founder and managing director of EMR Australia. The website is emraustralia.com.au. Thousands of pages of resources. We're going to come back after these messages from TNT Radio. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. There's an old Southern proverb here in the United States that the ones doing the accusing are usually the ones doing the doing. The bard put it a little more eloquently, methinks thou doth protest too much. But pretty much any time you see people smearing Donald Trump, for example, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that they're the ones that are guilty from everything of which they accuse him. Starting war, being a dictator on day one, all of the lies heaped upon Donald Trump, all the fear-mongering, all the panic they're trying to engender. We're, we have to save democracy. How exactly? By destroying democracy, by being totalitarian, by breaching civil rights? No. I'm sticking with Granny on the front porch. Those doing the accusing are usually those doing the doing. For MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea. For today's News Talk, TNT. Food isn't just fuel to live, it's fuel to grow. My family relied on public assistance to help provide meals for us. These meals fueled my involvement in theater and the arts as a child, which fostered my love for acting. The Feeding America network of food banks helps millions of people put food on the table. When people are fed, futures are nourished. Join the movement to end hunger, and together we can open endless possibilities for people to thrive. Visit feedingamerica.org slash act now. You're listening to Mind Medicine. Mind Medicine. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. Welcome back to the program. In the in the context of the previous ad that you saw on Feeding America, I have some good news for you. And because this is the mental health program, when you hear good news, you feel better than when you hear bad news. And here's an important piece of data that you may not know. In 1966, there were some 5 billion people on the planet. 50% of the world's population lived at the lowest level of the four levels of wealth lowest level as defined by the un i'm not a fan of the un but sometimes it does some sensible science 50 percent of people are at level one out of four levels now in 2020 2024 
There are 8 billion people on the planet. Guess how many people live at the lowest level of poverty? Many people say more than 50%. The answer is 9%. The world is much, much better off than you think it is. The issue is that with 24-7 news cycle, we get bad news everywhere. But there's so much good news. Less than 10% of people live at the lowest level of poverty. That is something worth celebrating and being excited about the genius of human beings to be able to solve our problems. And relying on government to do this is a bad deal. That's why I'm a supporter of small business. Now, my guest is Lynn McLean. We're talking about electromagnetic radiation. Lynn, you touched on 3G towers becoming 4G and 5G. I'm a fan of Mark Steele in the UK. The capabilities of these 5G towers, give us a sense of how potentially dangerous they are and the power that they have available. Well, the trouble is, Charles, we don't know. There's a lot of um, misunderstanding about 5G because 5G is not one thing. Everybody thinks it's it's like, you know, an apple is one thing. 5G is a whole range of things. So, you, you know, when we're talking about 5G, we're talking about frequencies that might be uh, down around 3.5 gigahertz, which is not all that different to what we've had in the past. But the thing is that it's also going up to higher frequencies as well and in some parts of the world already there are the the millimeter wave frequencies are in use in australia they're being introduced or they're going to be introduced but we're not seeing a lot of that at the moment so often people will ring me up and they will say things like oh, i'm i'm unwell but you know and i think it's the 5g tower and and i'm thinking well do you do you have a wireless modem? Yes. Do you use your mobile phone? Yes. We're actually getting more radiation from those. So the the thing with all of this is that we need to put it into context. It's not a question of this technology is bad, but it's okay to use all of these other things. Electromagnetic radiation is coming from many, many sources in the average home. On top of that, you've got fields from electrical sources, you know, meter boxes and wiring and things like that. So there are multiple sources and, and really we should be looking at all of it, not just panicking about one technology. There's um, a, a study that I read the other day that talked about the, the 5G signals of 4.9 gigahertz, and they've just recently done a study published just this year that found that it interfered with you know, with, with gut health. Um, actually, it was in mice, but that's the way a lot of studies are done. So we can assume that it's maybe not the best thing for our guts as well. So, yes, there's evidence that it is harmful, but we don't know the extent of that. It's not likely to be enormously powerful. That's why the antennas need to be so close together. So you're going to find antennas on maybe light poles that might be right outside your home, right outside your child's bedroom. Um, yeah, so we'll see an increase in the number of antennas and increasing people's exposure to a range of frequencies. How that affects people, we won't really know because 5G is behaving or it's, the way it's rolled out is going to behave differently to some of the other frequencies. So introducing new characteristics of the signal. So we don't know how that will play out in reality. You know, ideally you'd do studies on these things before they were rolled out everywhere. But in fact, 
as with the other generations of technology, they're rolled out and then the studies are done. But it's going to be hard for us to even see the results anyway because the way it is at the moment, everyone in society is exposed to this radiation. We basically don't have a control population to compare the effects to. So so what, what on earth has enabled these new products to be rolled out without safety tests prior? Ah, well, very good question, Charles. They, they can, all they have to do is comply with a standard. So you've got a couple of major standard-setting bodies in the world, and the one that is relevant to us in Australia is, is ICNRP, the International Commission on Non-Ionising Radiation Protection, and that's the one that Australia's... Um, our um, panzer draws its information from and and these stand this standard of, of ignorance was developed in the 19 around 1989 so it's a pretty old standard and the trouble with it is that it's scientifically invalid and there are many flaws with the science behind it that have been pointed out by scientists from the International Commission of uh, ICBEEMF, International Commission of Bioeffects of Electromagnetic Fields. So they wrote, uh, I think it was the year before last, and it's on our website, it's a wonderful paper that we've summarised to make it easy to understand and said, here are 14 flaws in the science that that really basically prove that this international guideline that we're using or drawing on in Australia is scientifically flawed. So all a manufacturer has to do is comply with a flawed standard and it can basically do as it wants. Wow. Wow. That is a beautiful, clear explanation, Teacher McLean. (laughs) That's exactly what we want from an experienced teacher to be able to articulate answers to questions in usable formats. I love that. 14 floors, by the way, I was born on the 14th. So, you know, the 14th of the month, so that will stick with me. And I will download that paper from the EMR Australia website because I'm really interested in in being able to quote those specific floors. Now, the other question that I had from this was the not only the frequency issue, but the power output capability, because I've heard that that's the wattage level, that that the ability of these 5G towers now to emit the, a particular frequency but at a high power is huge. And I've also heard it's really difficult to find out what these 5G, ta- well, 5G transmitters are actually capable of. Am I right in where I'm, where I'm thinking? I'm not entirely sure that about that, Charles, because... They, they tend to be um, lower power but closer together. If they were higher power, the signal would go further. Do they, but do they have the capability of going higher? Well, the thing is that a carrier can turn up the power of anything. So, for example, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, a lot of communities say, I don't want a mobile phone tower next to me, but it's okay, put it over there next to my neighbours <laughs> instead. And um, what they don't realise is that if the carrier does that and then turns up the power of the tower, then they're going to get the same exposure anyway. So that's it's always the case that the carriers can do that. But um, I, I think... I, th- I th- don't know that we should be focusing on power Good. specifically. Okay, no, I'm happy about that because we're tight. We're tight yeah. for time. Let's now go to measurement cap- measurement devices. 
Do you do you have those that people can buy to measure the level of EMFs in your house? Yeah, absolutely. And really, if you want to know what your exposure is, that is the only way to find it out because when people are forever ringing me up and saying, oh, I live near a mobile phone tower, what, how much am I getting? Well, you know, I don't know because if you measure from this position, you'll get this much. If you measure from that position, you'll get a different amount. So being able to measure maybe whether the position, you know, what, what would you be getting on your bed? What would you be getting on your lounge? What would you be getting in your kitchen? You can do all of that. So yes, we have meters that measure um, fields from electrical sources, uh, magnetic and electric fields from those and the radio frequency radiation from wireless sources. So again, I'm biased, but I think that's useful because if you don't know what you're getting, Mm. How do you make decisions about? So, how much do I invest? Because I, I want one of these. I will buy one. How much are they? Well, it depends on which one you get. We've got mag- um, a, a nice little meter that measures magnetic and electric fields for two hundred and eighty-five dollars. So um, that's very simple to use. And with for radio frequency radiation, this is where it's really hard because you can get cheap and nasty meters. Well, cheap meters that are not terribly reliable and you can also get wireless meters that will measure the frequency range that's been around in the past but now because we're introducing new frequencies we've got um, a a new meter that actually measures up to 40 gigahertz so it's basically measuring everything that's around now and the frequencies that are coming out with the the higher 5g frequencies so that one is fifteen hundred dollars Okay, yeah. and that's that's a hand device that you could move around. Oh, you know, a, yeah. a sophisticated, good two hundred and eighty-five to fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. and understanding what that is. And then, lastly, because we've only got two minutes, I'm, we're going to be thrown off here. The hour goes very quickly, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I want people to go to the website. I want to understand that Lynn runs courses. There's a digital detox event. The information is available. Lynn is available for consultation for zoom meetings um pay her appropriately of course because she's she's saving your mental health that's the important thing you know that that this brain fog that's caused and all of these these harms that are caused by electromagnetic fields frequencies radiation we talked about it brain tumors cancers sperm damage memory problems depression mental health other mental health problems similar to adhd um, kids, in particularly on kids and your animals. If you're having animal problems, then it could be caused by EMRs. So, Lynn, um, one last question for somebody who has taken action. Give us a give us what's possible to do. You know, they've measured it. Someone who's bought one of your freak measurement tools. You've they've asked you for advice. What have you taken it from down to? Give us a t- give us an example. You can have virtually nothing in your home. Wow. So I have in my home nothing wireless and I don't have any problem electromagnetic fields. And the thing that people need to know is that you do not need wireless radiation to have internet or to have a phone. So a lot of the exposure we're getting, we're getting from equipment that we don't need anyway. (laughs) Beautiful. Well, Lynn McLean, thank you. Congratulations on your 28-year career. I really do want you're going to. I'm going to sing your praises loud because this I see this is a real serious problem, and I wish you well. EMRAustralia.com. 
www.ipsos.com.au and on top of that this impact on your all these symptoms are impact on your immune system so your cells are under stress thank you for being with us on the show remember the science is never settled do not comply take responsibility don't give away your sovereignty freedom is what makes you human do not give away your freedom come and be with tnt radio this is the place for truth for justice and for no political correctness see you next week bye for now